Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast with you as always. It is Evan, Adam, and Robbie ready to bring you the Week 13 NFL slate. We've got all the over-unders. We've got the spreads. Uh, for each of these, uh, we got 14 games to go over here, so excited to get into it. Uh, I think everybody's still probably a little sleepy from uh, that big Thanksgiving feast, so uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we'll start... Uh, you know, with uh, just uh, a quick look back then at uh, how we did last week, and uh, spoilers, uh, at least for me, it was uh, it was not great. Um, guys, we'll start with the lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, you had Broncos money line, so uh, start off with a win. Nice job there. Oh yeah, getting some juice in on that Broncos. That was that was over from the beginning. That was. Yeah. Once they get a lead, it's hard to beat that team. Yeah, ball control offense. Uh, they look good. Uh, Robbie, you had uh, the DeAndre Swift anytime touchdown. So I missed. Tough luck on that uh, one. Roquan got you there. He got himself, too. They both got hurt on that tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't help that you know, only played a quarter. So Oops. It was heading in the right direction, I'll say that. Yeah. Um. Well, Robbie, at least you lost because you were unlucky. I just lost because I was wrong. Uh, Vikings plus three. So I missed. They were they that were was... in this game like I thought they would be, and it just it didn't. Fourth didn't... quarter didn't go their way. Yeah, but uh, oh well. Uh, and then uh, brother Jeff uh, Seahawks uh, in the team uh, under twenty three in the first half. So that, that was nice. That hit. So good for. Good for Jeff hitting a lock on his uh his appearance for the year. So well yeah, done. Drew Lock got an appearance too. Yeah, big yeah, yeah. jersey. Yeah, he got like three passes. Oh, in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you were talking about his jersey. Uh, yeah. No, he did get in. That's it was all a sign. It's because brother Jeff's in town. Uh, as for our weekly uh, podcast parlay, uh, we had the Titans and Pats over forty four. Uh, so that hit. Thank you, Patriots, because the Titans didn't do much to help. Uh, Bears Lions over forty-one and a half. So I missed. And uh, finally, we had uh, Cowboys minus seven on Thanksgiving. So I missed. Yeah, I think uh, if we just stuck to Sunday, uh, maybe it would have t- uh, turned out a little bit better for us. But uh, one for three, so we took a little bit of a hit uh, this week. But we'll uh, we'll try and bounce back. Um. Guys, any any other thoughts here before we uh, transition on to uh, week thirteen? Yeah, no commercial this week, but uh, I'm just gonna give a shout out to uh, my dad. I know he's listening. Uh, he's he's battling out there, but I just want to uh, let him know I'm proud of him. And uh, yeah, just shout out to my dad. Amen to that, man. Absolutely. Amen. All right, uh, let's get into it. Week thirteen, guys. Uh, we're starting it off and. Uh, it's a it's a pretty fun Thursday night game. It's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the uh, New Orleans Saints. Saints are four and a half point underdogs at home at this one, with the over under at forty seven and a half. Um, we'll start off with Robbie. What are your thoughts here? Oh man, um, you know, I, I, honestly, like going in this week, um, it, it feels like um, the Cowboys is one of those teams to me that I've been hanging on too much about their fast start um i know this is a mistake i I feel like i make all the time and certain teams uh depending on how they do at the start and then um maybe after the bye week something happens but i keep 
thinking they're going to get back to form, but they've kind of been struggling a little bit lately. Um, but good news for them is that they are going to get Amari Cooper back in this one. Uh, Saints, uh, they were not, they were without uh, any of the top running backs this past week. But, you know, it looks like Mark Ingram's at least going to be healthy. Kamara's questionable, so he's got a shot to play in this game. Um, and I guess the big news for the Saints actually is going to be the change at quarterback. And um, it looks like it's going to be some Taysom Hill. So I'm actually excited for that. You know, I, I loved what they were doing with him last year. I was kind of surprised a little bit they went with Jameis to start the year. And because, you know, I, I, I like what he's doing. You know, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. But I guess in that kind of sense, uh, if he starts every game, then you can't really pull out the surprise. But I think they're going to be able to pull off um, uh, a surprise here and uh, be able to take it to the Cowboys. I, I'm, I'm not saying that I think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep it pretty competitive at home um, tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, I'd like the Saints plus four and a half here. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I like the Saints as well. Uh, as you said, uh, Taysom Hill is going to get the go. And I completely agree. I mean, when they were thriving last year, uh, it was under Taysom, and they were kind of running that pseudo Baltimore Ravens uh, offense uh, that they kind of run with Lamar, uh, but they were doing it through Taysom. Uh, a lot of uh, like read option type stuff uh, with uh, Thomas you know, doing these quick slants. Uh, obviously, they don't have them him uh, this time around, but uh, you know I think uh, you could see uh, Callaway fill in some for that role. But uh, you know. Your, your comment on the Cowboys, Robbie, with maybe not buying into the fast start, I, I would agree with you, but I would say that, you know, as we get into these upcoming weeks, I think a lot of what you're seeing with the Cowboys right now is due to injuries. Obviously, uh, they had a tough go last week with, uh, you know, two of their big weapons of uh, uh, Lamb and Cooper out on the outside. Uh, we know Zeke's a little banged up, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's kind of some lingering issues with uh, Dak as well in, in his recovery. Um, but I think the big thing for the Cowboys is, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are out on the de- the defense, you know, they're going to get Lawrence back. They're going to get Gregory back here. Uh, and I think you're going to see the Cowboys start to click again. So, yeah, while they're still battling through these injuries, like I like the Saints this week plus four and a half. I expect this to be a pretty close defensive game. Um, but I, I, I think the Cowboys are going to round into form here once again as they get a little healthier and as uh, we get closer to the playoffs. So I like the Saints this week, but watch out for the Cowboys. Yeah, good point there, Evan. I think, too, that they're, they're also not a team in desperate need to win games to secure their division. You yeah. know, they already had that wrapped up, seems like, week seven. And, yeah, they're going through a little bit of adversity, but I, I think they're pretty much through the most the worst part of it. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. In this game... Uh, I, it's hard. I I think this game, this line really depends on if Kamara plays because, I mean, they really don't have many weapons outside of him in the offense. I know Taysom Hill, uh, they might get a little bit more of a run, uh, you know, clock control game, which I think leans in their favor, especially at home. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Saints with the points, but if Kamara plays, or if he, if he doesn't play, um, you know, I'd, I would definitely stay off that game. I would maybe lean towards the Cowboys. But for now, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints. Should be a, a good game. What do we what do we think about the over-under? Um, I mean, obviously the Saints D has been playing tough. I think if uh, 
I think if their offense helps them out a little bit and can actually put together a few like respectable drives and not just be three and out all the time like they were under uh, Simeon, um, that we could see uh, this kind of defense step up and, and play even better. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised like if this if this line moves up to like forty eight forty nine I I might hit it. Um, I I I think I'm kind of leaning under though for this game. I'd, I'd probably lean under, too, um, especially both these defenses have been playing very well. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 big, the big one for me is, you know, that there's a lot of variables on the Saints offense right now that I'm not really willing to touch this game at this point. But, yeah, if I see it over, under, go up to 49, maybe I'd think about going under. Yeah, yeah it's just too much. Robbie's right. Too many variables for me to touch the over, under line. Cowboys, I mean, they're going to be – relatively healthy on offense they can put up you know 35 on their own against anybody so yeah good point well notice then at least that i didn't bring up the fact that it was thursday to try to decide on an over under robbie that's uh you gotta stay off the thursday game for, <laughs> for a hot sec <laughs> that's uh that's that's all you man uh all right second game up uh, we're on to sundays now it's the uh nfc north battle we've got the minnesota vikings taking on the lions uh in detroit Lions are seven-point home dogs in this one. The over/under set at forty-seven. Um, Adam, why don't you kick this one off? Uh, this is another one I'm probably going to stay off with. Don't feel great about it. I'm a lean Vikings here. Uh, I just think, you know, I, I know Cook went down, but Madison, you know, he's filled in great whenever he's been needed in the, the lead back role, and it doesn't seem like their offense misses a step. Um, they just have too many weapons and you look at the Lions. swift is a big loss uh J- jamal williams you know he's great but he he's he's one of those duo backs so he, he's not as effective getting the, the, the majority of the role so I, I just think that the Lions are gonna have a little bit of struggles on offense where the vikings don't and and probably won't against this, this lions team and this lions team proved last week that you know they they just they just can't win, you know. They they had every opportunity. They 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 shot themselves in the foot. Um, I mean, Bears played awful and they still won that game. So, uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings here as they're you know right in the thick of it in the NFC. Yeah, I mean the uh, <laughs> the Lions they can't win, but they can cover. They have been covering lately. Um, with that in mind, though, I, I I'm with you, Adam. I mean. I'm I'm not sure this is a great game to bet on. I think it's a pretty solid line, but I think if I'm going to lean one way, I think I like the Vikings. I just think uh, when push comes to shove, you know this Lions offense just isn't isn't moving the ball that well right now. And we know the Vikings can put up points uh, in a hurry. And you know in this game and a fast track, you know kind of what the the Vikings are designed to, to play through uh, with that offense. I I'm expecting them to uh, get out running here early. So I, I think that uh, they're going to be able to cover the seven in here. So I'll take the Vikings, but, uh, you know, it, it is a lot to cover. Uh, and, and the Lions, you know, have been playing close games lately. Robbie, what do you think? Yep, I think you guys uh, about covered about all, most of what I was thinking there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. Don't feel great about this game, but I'm going to side with the Vikings. I feel like at this point in time, they're going to have a little too much firepower going against this Lions team who's gotten banged up very recently. Uh, not only Swift, you know, missing his explosiveness is going to be huge, but Panay Sewell it might not play Trey Flowers. 
And, you know, on the Viking side of the ball, you know, they might get Anthony Barr back. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty big for them. So, uh, you know, I'm going to take – I'm going to lean towards the side that the Vikings are going to just go into Detroit and blow out the Lions here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're definitely the team of something to play for. Uh, Lions are just kind of going for pride at this point and trying not to be – uh, you know, a winless team yet again. So uh, trying to be the pride of Detroit, the pride of Detroit. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm kind of with you though, Robbie. I think the Vikes could uh could uh this one could get out of hand early. All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna keep it within the division. Uh, and we've got the uh, the Arizona Cardinals coming to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears are seven and a half point home dogs in this one with the over under set at 45 and a half. Uh, it's looking like Fields is going to play in this one, uh, which is good for the Bears, uh, at least for their future, get him some reps. Uh, as for their competitiveness, I'm not 100% sure, but, uh, you know, guys, I'll take the lead on this one. I've just got a weird feeling uh, that the Bears are going to pull this one off. I mean, Kyler Murray's health has been in question the last few weeks, and uh, he's not a sure thing to play this week. But, you know, I think even if he does play, I would like the uh, the Bears plus the 7.5 in this one. Um, you know, the over-under in this one's only at 45.5. I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty defensive game. Weather's not supposed to be great. It's supposed to be pretty uh, windy, and there's supposed to be some rain involved as well. So I think this is kind of a sluggish, slow game on that Soldier Field turf, uh, the slowest track in the NFL probably, uh, which is not good for that Cardinals team that's uh, predicated on speed. Um, so I, I, I think the Bears, you know, I'm not sure that they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep this one close. And, uh, you know, if they're one win away from still being in shouting distance of uh, – of that last uh, playoff spot, which they, they covet so much. So, you know, anything's possible. But uh, I feel like the Bears cover in this one. Do we have a status? I've been looking for it on D-Hop for this game. He's been out for I haven't heard three anything. weeks now. I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard any. I, I think he's expected to play after the bye, but um, still I haven't heard anything. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Evan. I'm going to take the Bears. Um, I think the conditions play, play into their favor here. Um, I with fields i think they have a lot more of a you know a little bit of versatility in the ground game you know they can do a lot of a lot more than what they could do with dalton um and you've seen that montgomery really has not done well with dalton in there um whereas you know the run game with fields uh even with herbert was pretty good so i think um you know with the weather involved, they're going to lean on the run. I know the Cardinals have been pretty good themselves uh, with James Conner. It looks like uh, Chase Edmonds is not going to be available this week. Um, but regardless, for the Bears to be getting over, over a touchdown at home uh, with the conditions, you got you got to lean Bears here. And I mean, I'm also on the under in this game too. I I struggle to see the Cardinals having a lot of success offensively. Um, and, and you know, the Bears' defense is not bad, so I. Yeah, 40, 40, 45 and a half, a um, little too high for me uh, in this game given how bad the offense is for the Bears <laughs> and yeah. the conditions. And just, you know, it might, might be a little bit of rust for the Cardinals even if they get their players back. Yeah, I, could see, I could see some rust coming too, especially from Kyler. Uh, I mean, from what I saw, both him and D-Hop got limited practices in today. I think it's more likely Kyler plays, but... It would seem that he says that he's quote-unquote hopeful to play. That's not a good sign to me. 
Um, so right now I'm going to decide with the Bears and take seven and a half points just from the knowledge we know. Um, I'm not going to not going to touch this game, but uh, you guys might be on to something with this under right here. Um, you know, 45 and a half is kind of high and, you know, you know, wind's going to definitely turn and rain is going to turn this into a ground game, um, which, uh, you know, uh, it's especially in Soldier Field, like it, it seems like if they call for 15 mile per hour winds like this, like actually in the stadium, it's more like 20, 25 mile per hour winds like it, it gusts up in there. So, um. You know, it might be a little rough and, you know, might get a little home field advantage for that just for the Bears. So um, I'm going to take the points with the Bears, but I don't feel great about it at this point. And who knows where Cliff's head's going to be with all these Oklahoma rumors. And... <laughs> I don't. I, I think he'd be crazy to, to jump at that. Like, he's got a great thing going right now. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why he would. I heard a uh, Cardinals beat reporter say that the Oklahoma Sooners – are in the position to offer more money than the Cardinals are as a franchise, which I mean <laughs> is sad, but like sort of understandable. Yeah. And uh, Cliff seems like a guy that would chase the cash. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The draft, a, uh, the that, draft gave us like a nice view of his house. I don't know how yeah. he could leave that, that little mansion he's got on the desert. It's just a wild rumor for a team that's, you know, in, are they top NFC right now? Or they're, they're definitely top two. Yeah. So this is crazy. Well, we're we're like one good December away from Matt Nagy to seeing like these pop up stats for him for a lifetime being like Matt Nagy has a seven fifty winning percentage in December. Like it's it's about to get stupid. Um it feels like uh the Bears for the last couple seasons have been about where they're at right now and then they like to go on a little run and, and win some meaningless games until all of a sudden it's not meaningless anymore. Um and uh, I mean, I don't know if 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 the trends continue, uh, I think we could see the Bears creep back into the playoff conversation, which is a terrifying thought for somebody that just wants to see them, you know, blow it up. But uh, we'll see; anything can happen. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, Falcons are eleven point underdogs at home in this one. With the over under set at fifty. Uh, Robbie, you've got a bit of a different take here, uh, than, uh, Adam and I on this game. So why don't you kick it off? Yeah. Um, you know, in this game, uh, you know, I'm expecting uh, both teams to be able to put up points. I mean, Falcons, you, you saw it. Cordero Patterson came back and, you know, all of a sudden they're back to putting up points. Um, I mean, granted that was against a weak, uh, Jaguars team, but, uh, Hey, they were still able to do it. And, you know, recently, Buccaneers, I, I think recent reports are that A.B. is not going to be playing in this game. Uh, I kind of thought he would be coming into this game and um, this would be his return, but it looks like it's probably at least another week. So well, that's uh, a little bad thing for the Buccaneers. Um, but, you know, overall, they ever since Grant came back, you know, they could put up points and, uh, you know, it, it, I'm pretty confident the Falcons are going to be able to keep up with that. So I, I'm going to side with the Falcons on this, but the play that I really love in this game is the over, over 50. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned it a little bit already, but you know, I love how both these offenses are doing. Um, both these defenses aren't that great. Um, you know, they're, they're no showstoppers by any means. So I think the Buccaneers could easily get up over 30 points and, you know, 
I think the Falcons could easily get at least 20. Um, so, you know, I think this is going to be my lock of the week, actually. But, but it's a lock! No! Can't even touch that right. But uh, I was just uh, <laughs> looking through um, the logs of uh, between these two teams. And last time these two teams uh, went against each other and put up under 50 points was back in December of 2017. Huh. And even before that game... Uh, last time they put up under 50 points was December of 2015. So these two teams, they just know how to rack up points against each other. So I'm expecting a shootout here. 50 just seems way too low to me. Damn you, Robbie. I was like literally pulling up the stats to make that claim and just how these two teams have gone over so much. But um, yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the Bucks in this one. Um, you know, for me... That 11 doesn't scare me off. I mean, we know the Falcons are a better team somehow. Of Corderell, they seem to have figured out how to use him and, and make him work within their offense. Um, you know, for me, they're just kind of like a, a two-trick pony. And I, I think that the Buccaneers are just too skilled and the pedigree of that organization is too high to get, um, you know, to play a contested game really here with the Falcons. I just think the Bucks are on a completely another level. Um, and I expect them to be able to cover the 11 in this one. Um, as for the over-under, uh, you, you're right, Robbie. I mean, the 50, it, it should hit. These teams have put up points against each other in the past. I mean, the Bucks are tearing up the Falcons' defense like the rest of the world is um, every time they play them. But, you know, we've seen it this year. The Falcons have these games where they put up 13 points or less, uh, you know, every so often, and Matt Ryan just kind of looks like a – fish out of water out there. Um, and so that's kind of my concern and why I would hold off on that. I, I think I like, I'm definitely more confident in the Bucks' ability to cover that 11 than for that over 50 to hit. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, definitely worried about the Falcons offense here. Um, I, I love the Bucks, So, uh, you know, 11 points is a lot, especially for road team, but you know, you saw them last week go into a dome scenario against a much better opponent in the Colts. And, you know, they had a fight back. They were down uh, in the first half, but played excellent in the second half. Um, Gronk being back was huge for that offense. And Leonard, four touchdown net. Uh, he, uh, he, 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 you know, they're starting to get the running game going, even even with Rojo a little bit. So you know, this isn't a one-dimensional offense um, like they sort of were at the beginning of the year. Um, they're starting to click on all cylinders and, you know, even without AB this week, I think they're going to have no problem putting up a ton of points. So I, I 11 seems like a lot, um, especially for a road team in a home in, in an interdivision game. But I'm more than comfortable laying it here for the Bucks. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not expecting this game to be competitive, but uh, you know, Robbie, uh, you uh, you might be onto something here. Maybe maybe this is a game to zig when everybody else is zagging. So uh, we will see. But uh, Adam and I are on the Bucks to cover the eleven. Robbie is saying the Falcons will stay within reach. Uh, all right, next game up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, this game is in Houston, where the Texans are nine point underdogs, and uh, the over under is set at forty five and a half. Uh, Adam, start this one off. Yeah, so this line sort of surprised me. I, I, I didn't really understand how. I mean, we just looked at the last game, Bucks Falcons. How you know the Bucks were getting more points than the Colts were. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I love the Colts here. Um, you know, they're going to be able to run all over this Texans team. And, you know, this is another dome game. So, um, you know, you're not going to have any unforeseen conditions. And you, you saw it last week. Colts had offense or, you know, a lot of success in the first half. Um, Carson Wentz looked really good. And then they, they leaned on Jonathan Taylor and still had some success. But ultimately, the defense really sort of struggled for them at the end. And, but they had no problem moving the ball that entire game. A couple couple turnovers really plagued them. So they're going to be able to put up a ton of points on the Texans. And you know Tyrod's he he was pretty good last week, but still still lost. Um, did did he lose the Jets? I know they didn't cover. Um, oh, they lost. The yeah, Jets. yeah, they I lost thought they, they yeah, lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they just don't have the the offensive firepower. Um, they got Rex Burkhead, David Johnson at running back. Um, the ghost of. <laughs> Go, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks there, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just not going to be able to keep up. Uh, this is another one. You know, I'm I'm a lean heavy on the the big road um, favorite here, interdivision game. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't really see a lot of scenarios where the Texans cover here. I think uh, this game is tailor made for the Colts to uh, dominate through the run game. Um, yeah, I, I expect the Colts to probably have twice as much uh, time with the football as the Texans in this one. I think time of possession will probably be like 40 minutes to 20 minutes by the time this is all said and done. Uh, I would expect domination in this game out of the Colts. They're they're going to be hungry after a tough loss to the Bucks, And uh, I, I think they're going to come out and just, you know, really set the tone early with their uh, – you know, with the at the line of scrimmage, uh, their O line, you know, one of the best in football. Uh, they're going to manhandle the Texans up front. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to be looking at another uh, at least a hundred yards on the ground, a couple touchdowns probably. I'm not worried about the nine points here. I think they should be able to cover it. Um, the forty five and a half. I I think you could see an over here. Um, I think the Colts are probably good for thirty one in this game by themselves. Uh, it's just a matter of can the Texans do enough on that Colts defense, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that they can. So I I, th- I think I like the over in this game, just powered by uh, the Colts really taking it to them. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? You know, I was thinking that this game could be tailor made to a lot of picks being thrown by Houston. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe not, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah this this line honestly confused me. It's this just seems like a trap line because I I, I don't I've been looking at it and I, I don't see any way the Colts don't beat the Texans here by double digits. I mean they they've just been so much better and we saw the Texans struggle against the worst defense in the league and I I'm not even kidding when I say the Jets are the worst defense in the league. They're they're the worst. Um I mean, I I know you probably get a little edge with Texans being back home as opposed to being in MetLife where, you know, nothing, you don't know what's going to happen in MetLife Stadium. But, um, you know, I'm curious on what we're missing in this game uh, on why Colts are only minus nine, but I'm going to be a sucker then. I'm going to take Colts and ride it out. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Just, just to go, um, we're jumping a gun here a little bit, but. They lost to a team in the Jets that are six and a half point dogs at home to the Eagles this week. So I I don't I really don't understand this line. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I'm, I'm yeah I'm gonna take the bait. I I I think it's uh yeah I, I I it looks like a trap line. I don't think it is. Colts uh I think they're gonna cover, but you never know. It could be a trap line. 
All right, guys, uh, next game on the slate is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles heading into uh, New Jersey to take on the Jets at MetLife. Jets are six-and-a-half-point underdogs at this one uh, with uh, the over-under set at 45-and-a-half. You know what's fun, guys? This is back-to-back games for the Eagles at MetLife, um, and I can't think of where any place I'd like to spend two straight weeks um, than, than at that wonderful stadium in that <laughs> godforsaken swamp. Um, yeah, uh, guys, the Eagles, they couldn't get it done in, uh, MetLife last week, and I don't think they're going to get it done again this week. Uh, they didn't look good against the Giants, and, uh, I guess I should clarify, I, I don't think they're going to cover here against the Jets. I like the Jets plus the six and a half at home. Um, it's no secret that I haven't been the hugest, uh, on the Eagles bandwagon this season. I kind of think they're, uh, a little bit of a fraudulent team. Um, and I, I think the Jets are going to keep this one pretty competitive. I, I don't foresee this being a blowout at all. Um, the fact that this Jets-Eagles line is within shouting distance of that Colts-Texan line is, is funny. That just, I don't know, it just seems a little off to me. Jets Jets at home, they should be able to cover this. Uh, I think they'll make it a competitive game, and, the, and their defense uh, can come to play here. Jalen Hurts does not look good at all. He looked so bad against the Giants last week. I mean... It's hard to cover six and a half when when you've barely got a quarterback under center. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going Jets here. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? You know, I actually love the Eagles in this matchup wow. right here. Um, I, I think you're getting a little benefit of some from both the Jets and the Eagles from what happened last week. Uh, Jets, you know, they pulled off that victory against the Texans. Um, and, uh, you know, you saw the Eagles struggle. And, you know, while I, I don't think Hurts is – maybe the best quarterback you could have out there. But I think that what she saw out of him that game was a Fugazi divisional game. And, you know, I think especially playing at the same place as they did last week, I should expect them to bounce back. Now, of course, you got a concerns that he's might not play. Um, you know, there's a chance of that, which, you know, what, what does that mean? Gardner Minshew comes oh, in the no. action. That'd be better. Oh, that, that would be pretty good for them. I'd be okay with them. So, I, I have no problem laying the Eagles on six and a half here. You know, I think this is going to be a bounce back game for them. Uh, Jets, they, they do not impress me whatsoever. And, uh, you know, Eagles, you know, I, I think they're going to have a good chance to get back here. Eagles minus nine and a half alt line. If Minshew plays, I'm calling it right now. If that happens, <laughs> I'm making the bet. I don't care what the line is. Well, it's going to be a lot stronger too. If he starts, exactly. you know, I'd, I'd, I'd join you on that. Oh yeah. Mustache, yeah. This is this is a strange one. Is, is Miles Sanders just like a cancer to that offense? Because he was healthy, the team sucked. He goes down, they start running the ball like the best team in the yeah. league. He comes back and they can't run the ball and force to yeah, make a bunch of well, throws. I was, and I heard he was dealing with an ankle injury pretty early on yeah. in that game. So, which is why you saw a lot of Boston Scott later. A lot on. of Boston Scott. Yeah, I mean, I think they're better off. You know, going back to that offense that they were, you know, with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, sort of just heavy, heavy power roll. Um, but in in this matchup, I'm gonna lean the Jets. Um, it, it's hard, it's hard for me to see how they're getting almost a touchdown at home after what happened last week. And I know that you, you can't look at it week to week, but uh, in this scenario, you know, I. I'm I'm taking a bait here too. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the Jets with six and a half. I just I just feel that, you know, I don't think they're gonna get blown out by the Seagulls team. It could very well happen. 
they're at home. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson gets a little momentum going after the second half he had to close out that win against the Texans. And yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just a little worried at that Eagles team. Um, you know, they 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 got they went on to run. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I. This is a stay off game for me. This is just two teams that I don't like watching or betting on. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's no reason to watch this green mess. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, out one's there. One's a bird, one's a plane. Yeah. <laughs> They're both grounded, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the uglier games on the slate. Uh, but uh, yeah, probably probably not a bad uh, one to stay off of. Definitely one to keep your eyes off of. All right, uh, a much more intriguing game coming up. Uh, it's the L.A. Chargers heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, uh, fresh off of a big win against the Steelers. I couldn't have been more wrong about. Um, so, yeah, Bengals three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Over-under in this one, is it 50-and-a-half? Um, in a week of lower over-unders uh, than we're used to seeing, this is actually the highest of the week. Um, so we'll, we'll take a look here. Robbie, you've got some strong takes on this one. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah. Um, you know, for this, you, you got two, two teams that are just in the heart of it, uh, just grinding for playoff teams. You know, both these are contenders, you know, this, this might be a pretty good game, uh, when it's all said and done, um, as far as looking at the other games, uh, this week, uh, it, it might be one of the better ones. Uh, we're expecting a little bit of rain, in Cincinnati, um, so uh, some cold rain, but, uh, you know, Chargers, they've been struggling a little bit. Um, they can't seem to find their groove while the Bengals, uh, you know, they, they've seemed to really be kicking right now, especially um, thanks to, uh, well, I know somebody here is going to agree with me, uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon is just oh, been yeah. great. Uh, you know, he's he's been great running the ball. And, you know, I think this is one where the Bengals are going to run away with it. Three and a half, that's not my favorite, but I'd still take it in this game because I just don't have as much faith with the Chargers here, especially since if it's going to be a sloppy game, maybe it's going to be more ground game, which, you know, Chargers have been very susceptible to. And, you know, I, I kind of like the under in this one too. I, I don't think it's going to be a shootout by any means. I think both these teams, you know, try, are going to try to want to stay in it and try to, uh, you know, since they're both playoff contenders, and try to push for the win. So I, I don't think there's going to be many big plays that are given up by either side. Yeah, I, I really I agree with you. Uh, I really like the Bengals here. Um, you know, they, they sort of transformed their offense over the last eight weeks. You know, we saw coming out of the gate, you know, Burrow was sort of slinging it, and they had some success. But, um, you know, as the season went on, they've sort of transformed into a power O running team with Joe Mixon. He's getting, you know, 30 touches a game. And, uh, this is one of the first years he's been healthy and he's showing, he's showing the league. That he's a top five back and, um, they're going to ride him here. You know, Chargers got one of the worst run defenses in the league. This is a great matchup. We mentioned the rain. It's going to be sloppy conditions there. And since he, um, I don't think the Chargers are built for this kind of game. Um, and you know, if Bengals get up, control the ball uh this one's this one's got a chance to get ugly especially with how good the Bengals looked especially running the ball they they dominated Steelers defense um with their power o run game and you know I, I I haven't really seen a team do that this year so um 
yeah, Bengals are looking strong right now, and so I'm definitely taking them three and a half, um, even against a you know pretty decent Chargers team. But I, I think it's a good matchup for them. Yeah, um, a couple things kind of are having me go with the Bengals on this one, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Chargers defense, last in the league in rush defense. Guys, they give up 145 rush yards per game. Uh, Joe Mixon is licking his chops right now. Uh, On the other end, the Cincinnati Bengals have a top 10 uh, rushing defense. They give up less than 100 yards rushing per game. And uh, in a game where it's supposed to be a little sloppy, uh, there's supposed to be some rain involved, Um, you're not going to want to be relying on a pass-heavy offense here. I, I think the Bengals are just they're gonna they're gonna win this game because they're gonna be the better team running the football. Uh, I I am expecting them to come out and win this game. You know, the Bengals. It seems like when when they get put up against these tough teams, they answer the bell. They've had some very big convincing wins against good teams. And uh, when I think about the Chargers, anytime you watch the Chargers, whether they win they lose, it it kind of I mean their offense is good, but. They let teams stick around. It's just always kind of ugly, and it's it's a fight to the death with them. Um, the Bengals, they just seem like a team that they know where they're going, they know what they want to do, and they know how to put teams away, um, and, and they don't take their foot off the gas pedal. And I think they're going to continue that this week. So I like the Bengals minus 3.5, and, a half, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay, guys, next game up, uh, we've got the New York Giants heading down to South Beach to take on the Dolphins in Miami. Uh, Dolphins are five and a half point home favorites in this one with the over under set at 41. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off here? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins here minus five and a half. Don't feel great about it. Um, I, I still think that their defense is good enough to cover that spread. And, but I, my play here is the over 41, 41's the lowest line of the week. Um, and the giants, big news, uh, you know, Mike Lennon's going to start for, uh, the G-Men and you know watching him for the last four years um, in his various teams you know he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield regardless of you know, if his guys catch it or the other team so you know I, I I'm expecting uh, multiple turnovers from the Giants and you know this Dolphins team you saw it the last two weeks now they, they can capitalize uh, make defense their offense pay for turnovers you know they made Cam look like the worst quarterback ever to ever to play football. I, I mean, this defense is clicking, and you know it's not just that they're going to limit the Giants to you know lower points. I think they're going to score this week. Um, and, and their Dolphins, the Dolphins' offense is actually looking really good. Tua, um, you know maybe the bolt, the boost of confidence with you know not trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, he's playing better. He's playing the best ball of his career and. Uh, Jalen Waddle's balling out. Uh, this is this is sort of a sneaky, dangerous team in the AFC. Uh, they're getting hot at the right time, and I just don't think this Giants team is going to put any fight up against them here on the road down in down in South Beach. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, the big news of the the neck strain for Danny Ch- Dimes. Uh, you know, so they had to get bring somebody in with a stronger neck. So, um, you know, it, I. I, I think Glennon, yeah, I, I think you're right. He's going to definitely try to chuck it like he usually does. Um, I think he's going to be maybe a slight downgrade Danny Jones. So I'm not feeling super confident about being on the Dolphins side here. But, you know, there's no high, Dolphins are pretty hot right now. 
And, you know, I'm also had a thought that maybe this line is catching up to people actually catching on to how good the Dolphins have been. It seems like people are starting to talk about this uh, winning streak that the Dolphins have been going on. Um, but I still think that they're going to be able to pull it off against the Giants. Um, you know, they, they've just been playing great. I, I think you said it all. You know, Tua's been great. Gaskin's been great out of the backfield. And uh, especially Jalen Waddle. Oh, love, loved seeing him waddle after that <laughs> touchdown catch. That, that was great. You know, got to play into your own name, right? But, uh, you know, this is a game. You know, I, I think you got something there with that over there. I, I, I'd lean over here, too. Um, but, um, you know, this is a game I might not touch. Maybe I'll go on the Dolphins last second, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, um, this, is, uh, this isn't this is what I was previously feeling, but I, I think this is probably a stay-away game for me. Uh, if I had to lean anything, I'd probably take the Dolphins uh, minus 5.5 just because I, in my right mind, uh, could not possibly ever bet on a uh, a Mike Glennon back team. Um, it's just I, I have way too many bad memories particularly of that uh that game in Lambeau when he was with the Bears where he just like could not catch a ball out of the shotgun snap um and so yeah I I the Giants you know they should be able to run the ball in this game and lean heavily on Saquon to keep this game competitive we know the Giants you know they've got some weapons on the outside that they can utilize as well uh but ultimately I I'm just not feeling that uh you know that Mike Glennon led offense can can keep this game within shouting distance with the Dolphins. I just think uh, home field and uh, the backup quarterback uh, situation for the Giants just uh, makes this tough for him. So I'm going to stay off this one probably, but uh, uh, I would be leaning uh, Dolphins minus the five and a half. All right, uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Washington football team heading out west to take on the Raiders. Raiders are two and a half point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 49. Um, guys, I, uh, I'm i going to lean with the Raiders this week. I really liked what I saw on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. They got out to a big lead, and, uh, you know, they, they gave it up a little bit late, but, uh, you know, they rallied at the end, and uh, Raiders came back strong, and they wound up winning that game in Dallas, and it was a big win for them. They absolutely needed it. Um, you know, and they're going up against a very hot Washington football team, Uh yeah, what I think they've won uh, three in a row, have they not? Um, so they're they're getting better. Uh, Heineke's looking good. Uh, Gibson's really uh, coming into his own as well. I mean, they're they're starting to click. That defense is playing better since Chase Young went out. Um, so I, I, with all that said, I I'm gonna take Raiders just being at home. I think they they're able to kind of get get the get this game, uh, I think they need the game, I mean, both teams need the game, but I think the Raiders will just come out strong in this one, and, uh, you know, they're, they're gonna, uh, play to the home crowd, and, uh, and, and get the win here, and I think they'll cover the two and a half, but I, the bet I really like is the over 49 in this game, um, while the Washington football team defense has been playing better, um, you know, these are still two bottom eight defenses, both teams allowing more than 25 points per game, uh, both susceptible uh, through the air. And I think we could see a shootout in this one. Um, you know, I'm of the belief that Heineke, he can sling it and, you know, the team can put up points. And uh, I mean, we've seen what the Raiders can do, uh, especially at home this year. They've been putting up points. So uh, 49 seemed a tad low for me. I was kind of thinking this wouldn't would be 
more along the lines of like 50 and a half or 51. So uh, I'll, I'll jump on the over here and I'm going to lock it up. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, you mentioned uh, both these teams had pretty big wins last week. Raiders looked really good. Dallas um, team looked good on Monday night. Uh, you know, I, I really think that I'm going to take the team here. I'm probably going to stay off. I, I think that, you know, the the difference in um, preparation, Raiders had more than a full week. Team had less, less than a full week. So uh, that definitely um, benefit Raiders and them being at home too. Uh, I just, it's, I think the team's hot. Uh, you know, we, we coming into this year, we sort of expected them to be better than what they were, um, you know, before they went on this win streak. And now, um, you know, circumstances lined up. Uh, they lost a couple defensive players, and out, out of nowhere, this defense started playing like the, the defense we thought they'd have coming into the year. So uh, I'm, this is a tough one for me. Uh, real, I think two and a half is a really good line. I'm, I'm going to take the team here. Um, but I, I expect this one to be a pretty good game. Real close game, I expect. Oh, yeah, I'm going to side with the team, too. You know, they're, they're just a much hotter team right now, in my opinion, uh, especially I don't know how this defense decided to step up once they lost uh, both their defensive ends. Um, but, uh, you, you know, it's, it's working for them. Whatever they're doing, it's working. Um, so I'm going to side with the team that's hot, but, uh, like, you know, I, I don't feel great about this game at all. Um, the Raiders team, you know, I thought they were kind of on the downturn, the downswing, but, um, you know, the, that last game against the Cowboys, was it a Fugazi or not? I'm honestly not too sure. Maybe it's they're just finally figured it out after uh, Gruden being gone. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, but I do know that this team, the Washington football team, has been, um, they've been playing down down or up to whatever level their opponents have been at it seems like they've either in these grind them out low scoring games or they're in games where they they need to throw throw the ball and get into a shootout so you know I, I i like what you're seeing in that over there you know this raiders defense has not been great um and you know that Derek carr has been pretty solid to put up points so you know i think you're on to something evan but i think all together for this game i just uh, stay away from me yeah, there's no, there's no two bigger gamer quarterbacks in the league than David, or David Carr and uh, Derek Carr and Heineke. They, they both those guys oh, just go both, all those out guys every are game. Gamers, yeah, slinging it. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of downfield passing in this one. Uh, you know, it's gonna be a big game for uh, Scary Terry. I think, I think he'll put up some points. Adam, I think you, you touched on a big thing for me and. Uh, one of the reasons I was high on the Raiders was just that discrepancy with the preparation time. Um, I'm surprised the NFL scheduled it that way. Uh, I don't think they typically. That's not. Yeah, that's not typical. Yeah, to, to have a team uh, with one ten of these, days versus yeah. like five days. One of these teams. Yeah. One of these Thursday Thanksgiving teams is going to get screwed, and it yeah. just happened to be the team. Yeah. So. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate for the team the way the scheduling worked out plus the fact they got to travel all the way out west that's a it's a tough shake for them but uh you know that's uh you got to play the games as they're uh listed on the schedule so uh but definitely some things swinging in the raiders favor but uh team are hot so i you know in a game where both teams need it and both teams are in the playoff push i think this is one of the uh more sneaky exciting games of the week so i'll be looking forward to this one 
All right, uh, next one up, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the L.A. Rams. Rams are 12.5-point favorites, and the over-under in this one is 47.5. This game is in L.A. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Robbie. Uh, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, uh, it, the Rams have been uh, a little shaky recently. You know, it seems like it's almost ever since they made that trade with Von Miller, they haven't won a game yet. Actually, that might be actually entirely true. Uh, I believe we, we it is, fact, yeah. Fact check they had that, a buy-in but, there, but yeah. Which is, hey, well, they didn't win that week either. They did not so, win that week. Yeah. Um, you know, but this one just screams like a big bounce back to me. They're at home. Uh, they're against a Jaguars team that's not great by any means. And 12 and a half, you know, I, I, that's a big number, but I think that's more than enough for this Rams team to be able to capitalize off it. You know, it, it's this, I think this Rams team really just needs a game where they could just beat up on somebody and just get back on the right track. Um, and, you know, they're going to need it to, for this playoff push right here. So I, I love the Rams here, minus 12 and a half. Yeah, I like the Rams here as well. Um, you know, Urban Meyer, he's got uh, one foot out the door to make his return to South Bend, uh, you know, take on that Notre Dame team. So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I I think the Rams are going to come out strong here. I mean, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, every time the Rams lose, that I think they're due for a Sean McVay light-a-fire bounce-back game, and it, and it just hasn't really happened yet. Um, but this is a team... Yeah, part of the problem with uh, the Rams is that they just haven't been beating the good teams that they've been playing, uh, but they've been whooping on, uh, with the exception of the Lions, uh, some of the bad teams they're playing, and uh, I think that they're going to take it to the Jags in this one. Um, I, I kind of think back to that uh, game. It was Rams-Texans, and the Rams just absolutely blew the doors off of them. Uh, I think it's going to be something similar here. I bet the Rams just you know get up early at home and... Uh, they're they're just gonna step on uh, the throats of the Jacksonville Jaguars here, so I, I like the Rams here to cover the twelve and a half. I I don't think it'll be particularly close. You know, I'm I'm a lean Rams. Uh, definitely not as confident as you guys. Um, you know, I on the Rams side, you know, they're they're pretty banged up. You know, Stafford's got a number of injuries. Henderson's banged up. Uh, ODB's banged up. So they're they're not definitely at full health. Uh, even if all those guys do play. Um, Robert Woods, IR. Yeah, yeah, and then on the other side, the Jags. You know, I, I took a money line last week. Uh, they let me down pretty big time. Uh, I've just been waiting for the breakout Trevor Lawrence game that has not happened yet. Um, I, I still believe that he's too talented. Um, you know, not to have a couple breakout games this year. I know, I know he hit, he looked pretty good in that Thursday night game uh, in Cincinnati, but you know, maybe this is it. Um, I this Rams defense was you know vaunted going into the year um but really hasn't lived up to the hype you know this is the revenge game for Jalen Ramsey so maybe maybe he gets something going but yeah I just got a weird feeling that you know the Jags are going to keep this one sort of within the the line here and yeah I I, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams but definitely don't feel great about it and not gonna bet them all right man you kind of reminded me I saw something the other day I mean granted Stafford's been on the lines for entire career but I mean it's been continuing on this year how he's just had a terrible record against above 500 teams and I, I wish I could find it right now but it's it's been the case this year it's been too. the case this year too so this I mean Jags are not, Jags are not a winning team so <laughs> yeah. 
We will see. Uh, next game up, guys. We've got a big AFC North matchup here. Uh, Ravens heading into Pittsburgh uh, take on the Steelers. Steelers are four-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under at 44. Uh, obviously, Steelers lost uh, uh, convincingly to the Bengals, to say the least. And uh, the Ravens, uh, you know, kind of had to sneak one out against the Browns last week uh, in kind of a sloppy uh, defensive game. Lamar throws four picks uh, off the illness. Did not look great at all. Um, the game wound up uh, flying under. Uh, wasn't much to it. Uh, but, uh, guys, in this one, I mean, you know, both both these teams, the Ravens, I know, the, I think somehow the Ravens are the one seed in the AFC right now, I believe. Um Fact check me on that, Robbie, while I'm doing this. I feel like there's like five one seeds in the AFC. Yeah, right now. Uh, I, they, they are the one. Yeah, seed. I, I, I was stunned when I by half a game. Yeah, I was stunned when I looked at the standings and saw that this week that they were the one seed, because um, you would just think it, it would be like New England or uh, Buffalo at this point, uh, but it just isn't. Um, and uh, yeah, so really, I mean. <sighs> You know this uh, this Ravens team. I think you're going to see uh, a better performance. Uh, Lamar, I think, dealing with the illness looked rough. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder after you know barely eking out uh, a win against the Browns last week in a you know troublesome performance. In uh, the Steelers, meanwhile, I mean, you want to talk about a team that's dealing with injuries? They're just uh, snake bit at the moment. And uh, they're having trouble. They've, they've really been having trouble running the ball all year. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, they're just, uh, they're really struggling to put up points right now. And I, I don't think that they're going to be able to keep this game uh, competitive. I, I fell into the trap last week of thinking division game Steelers, you know, keep this close um, against the Bengals. I'm not going to be fooled twice. I like the Ravens here, minus four. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, this this Ravens defense is actually getting into gear a little bit. The offense struggled last week. I, I think that's more just a one-off because, you know, they, they had a bunch of offensive players either hurt, dealing with injuries, or sick. Um, and yeah, they're going up against a Steelers team that has looked very bad the last three or four weeks. Uh, you know, they're a sinking ship, uh, just getting by, you know, putting – I, I don't uh, – I don't see them putting up more than like 24 points in any game going forward, uh, especially not against this Ravens defense. So uh, I, I I understand the concerns. Lamar didn't look great, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to lean Ravens here. I think to get the job done in Pittsburgh, that, that Steelers defense last week got worked. So I'm not as worried about them shutting down the Ravens as, you know, I would have been. Um, Bengals sort of exposed them. Yep. Ran all over them. Yeah, and, you know, just going on that Ravens defense, you know, they're missing Clarius Campbell this past week, and he's back at practice with, from his concussion injury. So he's uh, looking likely to play, which is definitely huge help uh, for him right now or for the, the team right now. Um, you know, TJ Watt's on the COVID list, which is not great for the Steelers. You know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of bad signs for the Steelers. I, I – I know the Ravens didn't look good on offense this past week, like you said, but I I think this is just a, a fugazi, you know. Uh, 
I think Lamar is going to be able to come back and actually get back to his real form. You know, it's it's tough when you miss a little bit of time from being sick and trying to go back into uh, playing a game. But, uh, you know, I think this is a good chance for the Ravens to show themselves why they're the kings of the AFC North right now. So I, I love the Ravens minus four here. Kings of the AFC North, kings of the AFC right now. Rob. Kings of the AFC, yeah. Half game, yeah. Well, uh, I just specified the North since, uh, you know, it's a divisional matchup. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right right there. Yeah. Might as well try to shoot for that first round bye, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? It's been uh, it's been kind of underwhelming in the AFC at the top, uh, right? And I mean, you think about the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, the Ravens. Uh, you know, all these teams have kind of underwhelmed and uh, – Nobody's really jumped out and, and taken the mantle uh, in terms of being like top dog in the AFC. So, you know, this is this is the opportunity for the Ravens to do it uh, and, and really, you know, go for kind of a stranglehold uh, and, and make their move in this division. So we will see. But uh, Steelers need the game in a big way. Uh, you know, they, they can't afford to lose much more. So, um, you know, they're going to come out hungry at home. All right, uh, NFC West matchup now. We've got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, tough loss uh, to the team uh, this past Monday night. Uh, so they're coming on short rest, and uh, you know they are three-point underdogs at home in this one. And the over-under is at 45-and-a-half. Uh, 49ers, you know, good home win uh, last week against the Vikings, so they're riding high. Uh, team, we talked about it last week. They're starting to get healthy. Uh, Robbie, why don't you uh, break this one down for us? Yeah, uh, you know, 49ers have started to get healthy. Well, with the exception now, Debo uh, injured his groin, so uh, that that's pretty big for them. Um, at least on the offensive side of the ball, he's been just their he's been their utility guy. He's done everything. He's been rushing touchdowns in. He's been breaking open and making some plays and receiving the ball, you know, he, he's just been great all around and definitely a key guy for that offense. So it's definitely going to be a little bit of a, it's going to hurt the Niners for sure, but the Seahawks team has just not looked good recently. Um, they, they've been pretty bad, um, you know, it, especially watching them against the team who's, you know, that defense, you know, it's been getting better, but there's, I wouldn't say they're world beaters by any means. Um, but, uh, you, you know, I, I like where this Niners team is heading right now. Seahawks are kind of trending towards not even making the playoffs or going to be out soon. So, you know, you got to wonder where their head is at. And when these two teams played earlier in the year in, in San Francisco, what was it? San Fr- Seattle 28, Niners 21. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to be what we see in this one. I think it's going to be quite the opposite. You're going to see a low-scoring game that the Niners are going to be able to grind it out here and be able to pull off the victory in Seattle. So, you know, I really like the Niners here. I also like the under in this game. Um, I'm not confident in Seattle being able to put up points. Um, they have just not looked the same. It looks Their offense looks very stale. They can't really get anything going. So, um, you know, Alex Collins, it's running back. Him and DJ Dallas haven't really done a whole lot. So, um, you know, I, I like, I like the Niners here minus three. I really like the under two. Yeah. I'm with you on both of those, you know, this Seahawks team, you know, it's sort of the, the Pete Carroll, uh, Russ Wilson combo. It's sort of like one of those celebrity power couples for like 10 years of marriage. And, you know, they're 
right about to get divorced. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how I feel watching the Seahawks team. You know, like two, they're a legendary pairing, but it, it's over after this year. I think both are not back. Um, it, they're going to start a new new era there in Seattle. Um, but <laughs> I, I I I don't know what's going on with them. They can't put up over fifteen points. Like and, and against a 49ers team, you know, Debo's he, he's been one of the most valuable weapons of any offense this year. So they're going to miss him, but. I mean, I they're going to be fine against the Seahawks team. Um, the 49ers got something to play for. Very bad warning sign that the Seahawks are signing AP at this point too. Like AP showed it, he wasn't, yeah. you, you know, he wasn't really worth a roster spot. And Titans move on from him. What two weeks? Um, yet the Seahawks are bringing him in. And he he might get some play. So yeah, signs are all the signs are important for 49ers here. And and you know, given that the Debo. Um, injury i'm i'm loving the under 45 and a half here uh it's one of my strongest plays of the week yeah speaking of ap like you want to talk about tarnishing a legacy like he's played for like damn near half the teams in the nfl at this point like it's time to hang it up uh, he like, needs the money though yeah he he went bankrupt so he he's he's fighting for the paychecks <laughs> he's going for the paychecks <laughs> my god um yeah i i'm with you guys here i i like the under in this game you guys have convinced me um you know, I watched uh, I watched the entirety of that Monday Night Football game, and that like the Seahawks uh, at one point I think they had six straight three and outs. It was uh, it was brutal to watch. Um, you know, they wound up losing that uh, that game uh, by two points, but uh, in all reality, it wasn't it wasn't even nearly that close. Uh, the, the Washington football team, they, they had them the entire time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks team is just down. I talked about the, the celebrity couple comp with uh, uh, Pete Carroll and uh, Russ Wilson at this point. It's like they've got Cutler Cavallari vibes. Like it is, <laughs> it's about to burn to the ground. It's uh, <laughs> got, like, weeks left before it's just scorched earth. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Niners. Um, and you mentioned, you know, it's a team with something to play for. They're in the thick of it uh, with, for uh, wild card and uh, division contention at this point with uh, the Rams floundering. they got to catch up to the Cardinals a bit. But, um, you know, definitely very much in play for the wild card. So, meanwhile, the Seahawks, you know, it just feels like it's at the, at the end of a, you know, 12-year road for them. Uh, and it, they're all – there's going to be major shakeups within the organization after this year, and it's just kind of – everybody's kind of holding on to see if they if they survive the fallout of uh, things to come here to Seattle. So I, I like the Niners, just a far more stable situation here. I think they should be able to cover the three points on the road. All right, uh, next up, guys, Sunday Night Football, AFC West Divisional Matchup. Uh, Two teams uh, that are in the thick of it and, uh, you know, very, very closely uh, ranked in terms of their record this year. Uh, it is the Broncos taking on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over under at 47. Uh, Adam, I'm turning it over to you. I know we've got a little bit of weather in this one that uh, we got to know about. Yeah, they're expecting, you know, 15, 20 mile an hour winds. Uh, it gets pretty windy there in, at Arrowhead, so it uh, could be a factor. Um, you know, I, 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 this is another line that just shocked me. I couldn't believe that Seahawks were, or, uh, Chiefs were nine and a half point favorites here. Interdivision game Broncos, 
you know, they, they've low-key looked actually good, um, especially when Teddy Bridgewater's been healthy. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here plus nine and a half, and it's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're willing to take a flyer, I, I, would, I would recommend taking the Broncos' money line here. There's a scenario where they win this game outright. Um, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast. If they get a lead, they're a tough team to beat. Um, they have a really good pass secondary, um, very well-disciplined defense. It's They're not going to have any busted coverages. And against a team like the Chiefs, um, I think they match up extremely well. Um, you know, win could be a factor here. I, 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 The only way I see the Chiefs making this sort of a blowout is if they run the ball over the Broncos, and I just don't think that they're going to have that kind of game plan. Um, not with their offense, not with Patrick Mahomes, so... I think it's going to play right into the Broncos' hands. And, you know, if one or two things go their way early, they jump out to a lead, watch out. Uh, I, I I couldn't believe this line. Um, yeah, and like I said, if you're willing to take a flyer, uh, take the Broncos' money line here. I, I, I got a really good feeling this is just a prime matchup. And Broncos are able to run the ball on just about anybody. So uh, I, I absolutely love the Broncos. This is one of my favorite plays of this year. Yeah, I, I like the Broncos here as well. I too was st- uh, shocked by the, uh, the the plus nine and a half. Uh, I know the Chiefs have been playing better lately, but it's you know so have the Broncos. Broncos have beaten uh, you know they've gotten big wins off of the uh, Cowboys and the Chargers in uh, recent weeks. Like they're playing uh, just as good a ball as anybody. So I think this line is a bit disrespectful. Uh, they're probably going to come into this game with an attitude that nobody's given them a chance. Um, you know, the thing to kind of look out for here is uh, the Broncos have not beaten the Kansas City Chiefs since 2015. It's been 11 games since they've beaten them. Um, so they're going to have their uh, work cut out for them. But I, I think they've got a shot in this game. Uh, their defense is playing really well. And, uh, you know, Teddy Teddy's starting to click. And it's uh, starting to starting to come together a little bit for that offense as well. Um you know, it's it's just kind of a matter of uh, the Chiefs. You know, they they were doing some good things. Uh, they've kind of gotten the running game going uh, lately, and so if they're able to uh, continue their success on the ground and not have to lean so much on Pat Mahomes like they did, you know, for the first uh, seven eight weeks of the season, um, then I think uh, you know I think this game you know perhaps they could uh, they could. Uh, you know, handle the Broncos, but I, I think the Broncos are going to give them some trouble on the ground, and I think they'll have trouble uh, moving the ball that way, and they're going to have to rely on Mahomes, and um, I'm just expecting this game to be far closer than this line would, uh, you know, have us believe. Plus nine and a half is, is ridiculous. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, five and a half or six and a half, uh, so I, I love the Broncos here this week. I feel confident about it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a great play. Robbie, what about you? Just looking at it, Broncos plus three thirty-five. That's that's a pretty decent that's odds right juice. there. Yeah, that's good. Um, juice. You know, it, yeah, I, I I don't want to beat a dead horse too much uh, right here. You guys uh, basically nailed a lot of what I've been thinking. But uh, yeah, this I I know the Chiefs have like blown out this division in the past, but I, I don't think it's the same Chiefs team that this year, um, especially with how competitive this division is. I. I I think nine and a half points is is absolutely a gift and you know the Broncos should be able to keep it close throughout the entire game so I'm right with there you guys um nine and a half 
points for the Broncos. Yeah, I'm loving that. Yeah, it's crazy. If the Broncos win this game, they're going to be a move past the Chiefs in the standings. They already got a better point differential. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand this line at all. Yeah, I mean, Broncos, third third best defense in the league in terms of uh, scoring defense. So, um, <laughs> you know, they, they play teams close to, just by the nature of their defense. Um, I, I, I don't know, guys. I... Yeah, I completely agree with you. This line is, uh, it seems a little wacky. Um, but uh, perhaps Vegas knows something we don't. Uh, but uh, definitely one I'll have an eye on. I'll, I'll have some cash on this game, uh, you know, with the line the way it is right now. But we turn to Monday Night Football, and it's it's the game of uh, the week and quite possibly the year. Uh, very highly anticipated matchup here. And uh, who better than to call it than uh, Steve Levy and Brian Greasy and uh, <laughs> Lewis Riddick? So, we say one can we get Booger out of retirement to, to get in the cart for this one oh, too? Um, yeah, at least they're not gonna call the them by the wrong team name. Yeah, Steve Levy uh, dropped the R word uh, oh, for man. for Washington about like, four times during that game. Yeah, so it was quite a bit. Old habits yeah. die hard, I'm, I guess. Yeah, you canceled, man. You're done. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's pat's bills uh and, you know we haven't only really seen these two teams uh be competitive at the same time uh you know for for a long time here and uh this is this is a great matchup uh bills are two and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over under at 43 and a half there's uh some expectation for snow and wind in this game uh you know, this is uh, this is what it's all about. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, Bills Mafia is gonna be going crazy for this one. But uh, Robbie, start us off. What do you think? Yeah, some snow, some wind. Uh, you know, this is just perfect December Buffalo weather. If you ask me, um, you know, I just kind of remember back and thinking of uh, that one real snowy game where you, Shady was basically the whole entire Bills offense, and that was just some crazy grind them out game. And, you know, I'm kind of expecting a grind-em-out game here, too. Um, you know, this Patriots team has been hot. You know, they, there was a reason they were top of this division. The Bills have kind of faltered off a little bit, but both these defenses have just been really good. And I'm expecting a little defensive battle. Um, you know, 43-and-a-half, uh, you know, man, I'd maybe lean under, under in this one. Uh I mean, that seems kind of high, especially if it is going to be snowy and windy, uh, where you probably expect a more of a run game than anything. Um, but to that point, you know, I really like the Patriots in this one. That That's the play I'm going to do. Uh, I might buy it down to Patriots uh, plus three, um, just because I, I think this is going to be a tight game. Both these teams are going to be looking to win, and I think it's going to be competitive throughout. So, you know, getting that security on if the Bills just win by a field goal or something, um, you know, I, I think the Patriots are going to be able to stay with it. And, you know, I, I, I think the Patriots run game is better than the Bills run game right now. So, you know, I think that's a big edge to them. So I'm loving the Pats here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Pats too. Um, you know, I, the conditions are definitely going to play a factor here. Um, expecting some lake effect snow, a lot of wind. Um, it's yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, this the Bill's mafia has been going nuts for this game. This is one of the big, biggest home games they've had in a long time. Um, you know, th- this is a battle for the division. So I think you're going to see the bolt, the best out of both teams. And 
Uh, I expect this one to be extremely close. Uh, I, I love the under here at 43 and a half. Uh, this, I think I expect this one to be a defensive battle. Uh, touchdowns are, you know, going to be a premium this game. I, I sort of expect, uh, you know, the field, field position game, uh, this battle of the battle of the head coaches to see who can outdo each other. Um, I'm a lean Pats here. Uh, the only reason why is, you know, they're getting points, and I think their run game's a little bit better than the Bills. Uh, you know, the Bills, more of an aerial attack. I know Josh Allen can get it done on the ground, but uh, they're going to need him on the ground this game. Um, and even he's liable to a fumble or two. I, I, I think that the Pats, they, I, they, they might not win, but getting two and a half here, I got to take the Pats. They've been so hot, and... Even their passing game, um, I think, is set up a little bit better than the Bills in this one. Just short, quick passes, um, you know, where the Bills are more of a, you know, deep, deep threat. Uh, Stephon Diggs has been getting going the last three or four weeks, so uh, they might be affected a little bit more by the elements in the Pats. I, uh, I'm doing the pivot here. Um, yeah, I was on the Bills and. You know, I was, my argument was, you know, let's, let's slow up. This is the biggest game in Mac Jones's life. And then I was like, actually that guy played like amazing in a national title game. So no. Um, yeah, I, I like the Pats here. These conditions are going to play, uh, into more of the Patriots favor than the Bills. Uh, Bills have, uh, struggled with the run game this year and they've been kind of searching for ball carrier, uh, to kind of run with, uh, things there. But, uh, I mean, you got Moss, who's now been a healthy scratch. They're leaning on Breda now. They've got Singletary still, but nobody's really taken full charge of this game. Um, I, I like the Pats here in this one. You know, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but I'm not sure if they'll win, but I, I expect this to be kind of a close defensive game like you guys mentioned, uh, especially if the uh, the weather's going to be a factor. Um, really, the kind of the, the tipping point for me is, you know, A, you get the points, and B, you just think about, like, the way these two teams move the ball. Patriots, it's it's very methodical, down the field, short passes, and uh, leaning heavily on the run game with uh, Stevenson and uh, Damian Harris. Bills, it's it's throwing the ball, it's downfield, it's, uh, it's a lot of Josh Allen running, and, um, you know, I, I just think the Patriots are going to be able to contain that, and it's going to be a little bit tougher for the Bills to move the ball with the way they like to than uh, the Patriots uh, do, uh, given the weather conditions. So I'll take the Patriots in this one. All right, so that concludes Week 13. Um, we'll do a quick recap here of the lead pipe blocks. So, uh, Robbie, you started us off with uh, Buccaneers and Falcons over 50. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, certainly history would say that you're on the right side of that one. Uh, I am on the Washington football team and the Raiders going over 49 in Las Vegas this weekend. And Adam loves the Broncos plus nine and a half as we all do. They are playing in Kansas City this week on Sunday Night Football. Uh, guys, let's uh, take a look at the podcast parlay then. Um, so we've all professed our love for the Broncos this week. So I think we're going to keep them in there plus nine and a half. Uh, also, we were all pretty big favorites. Uh, we we like the big favorite here, Colts versus the Texans. They are nine point favorites. Do we want to keep that? Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, and then we also had uh, 49ers Seahawks under forty five and a half 
Uh, do we want to keep that or do we want to go with uh, something different? Uh, options would be either, I think, Bengals minus three and a half we were all feeling good about or um, we're all on the Patriots now. You guys just call. I'm good with all three of those, honestly. Yeah, I'm, li- I'm good with all three of those. This is a, this is a maybe first week in a while that we're pretty even across the board, uh, which I think it's a good sign. I, I think we're, we're all feeling pretty good about any of these this week. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we fade the over-unders <laughs> just based on what's happened the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, we could do that. Um, yeah, divisional game, too, you know, that's, that does – throw a curveball and things, you know, some th- times happen, some things you don't expect. Uh, I, I'm still liking that under, but uh, I I don't don't hate a pivot right here. So if we're going to pivot, uh, Bengals minus three and a half at home or Pats plus two and a half Monday Night Football? I, I like the Bengals a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I like the Pats, but I, I just think it's a good setup for the Bengals. If that line was three, I would be, I would absolutely love that. But the three and a half is a little. The Bengals are getting going with their ground game and the Chargers. That is their Achilles heel. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think it's a good matchup at all for the Chargers. Robbie, your thoughts on that? I, you know, that I I love both those this week. Um, so you know, I, I'm good with either. Okay. All right. So let's let's uh, fade the over unders then this week for the podcast parlay. Final call, Colts minus nine uh, in Houston against the Texans. Broncos plus nine and a half on the road in Kansas City. And then we're taking the Bengals minus three and a half at home against the Chargers. Let's Sound do good? it. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Feels like a winner, and we need it. Uh, all right. Um, well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Week 13 show, so hope you enjoyed it. Um, just a reminder to follow us on the gram and on Twitter at SL Football Guys. But uh, until next week, uh, we will be back uh, same time, uh, you know, next week. But until then, take care and good luck. <laughs>